Good afternoon, and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Virginia, who is here to speak with us about her experience of participating in the Let's Tie Our Chitenge campaign. Welcome, Virginia. Hi, Jim. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for being with us to talk about it. You know, I was I was realizing we probably could spend the whole 10 minutes once again on the background of the campaign, <laughs> trying to explain what the name means and how it came to be and all that, but I won't do that. Instead, I'll let folks know that if they visit the schedule page of Living Compassion and go to look at the information about the workshops you and I are about to speak of, you'll see all the information about where the Let's Tie Our Chitenge campaign came from and the background on its name and that sort of thing. So they're most welcome mm-hmm. to look that up. But today, what you and I are going to talk about is we've, in support of the campaign, we're doing four Sunday workshops. We've done two. We have two more to go um, that center around themes of assisting the project in Cantalomba. And you're here this afternoon to talk about your experience of participating in those. So thank you for that. Yeah, um, my pleasure. Um, Well, I'll just dive in. Um, Please. Okay. (laughs) So with the the first weekend workshop, um, like we were working with a, a project. We were asked to find a project that we wanted to work with for two hours and um and then each half hour we were recording and listening. And then at the end we had uh, more than an, a little more than an hour to report back and, and to be facilitated in our with our insights and our awarenesses. So um and also we the way we we started was a, a few people shared what projects they were going to work on, which was great. And um, I stole an idea from that. Someone shared that they were going to write a love letter before they started working on their project. So it seemed like a great idea, and I did that. And um, like, what came up for me was really surprising. Actually, the whole thing was surprising because it seemed so ordinary that we were just going to be working on projects, you know, and and... And anyway, what came up for me when I was writing this love letter was just this, the mentor was just um, communicating to me how important my presence is in the world and how, how life really wants me to be here and be present and how needed this presence is and, and, how, and how I wouldn't be here if, if I wasn't, my presence wasn't needed at this moment in time. I'll just pause. Yeah. And so it's so good, isn't it, Virginia? Because, you know, so the whole, um, you know, part of the the theme of the campaign, Let's Tire Chitenge, is essentially pointing at let's come together as a community to take on something that we want to take on, to make a difference in a way that life is calling us to make a difference. And so in that first workshop, you know, the theme being around, okay, this for this day, we're going to do something that makes a difference for me, for myself, whatever that is, right? And so for you, it sounds like, you know, there was sort of this sense of, yeah, okay, so we're going to work on a project. There's something kind of ordinary about that. But then in doing it with Sangha, it's such a perfect mm-hmm. example. So you hear someone else say something, and that sparks, oh, I'm going to start my day with that too. That's a great idea. So you do that. You start your day with the love letter, and then it goes in this whole other direction and really deepens your experience 
of taking on this thing that you chose to take on. Yeah. So thank you for that reflection. Yes, exactly. I mean, and I was thinking about it before the, our conversation today, and I realized, you know, number one, it, it addresses a big, a deep karma for me. And, and number two, it, it helps me to feel connected to all our sangha and also to people in Canto Lombo. It's like we're all here. I mean, it's like a, a big invitation from life to be here together yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and one of the things that's been a part of each of those Sundays and will be again for these next two Sundays is that I've had a conversation with Teresa each of these weeks and they're practicing right along with us. So the mm-hmm. whole cooperative team, so like, I love it. That first week, you know, for that first Sunday, we were all choosing, a, we were taking two hours to do something for ourselves, essentially, right? People chose all kinds of things. Well, same thing for the team in Cantalumba. Right? So they set aside two hours. They took turns each day. A certain number of cooperative members would literally leave the property, take two hours to do whatever they felt moved to do for themselves. Like some people were taking time to spend time with their kids. Some people were taking time to go for a nice walk, you know, all different things. And so we're doing it alongside each other. And that does bring a whole different feel to it, doesn't it? Not just Mm -hmm. me doing this thing. But we're doing it together. We're doing it together as a sangha mm-hmm. on these Sunday calls, and the whole team in Cantalomba is doing it right along with us. And so I'm recording these calls with Teresa where we get to hear some of the ideas that the team is doing, and then that's part of what we listen to on our Sunday workshops is we get to hear what the team in Cantalomba is doing for that theme. Right, yeah, yeah. And it is really, really inspiring to hear what the team in Cantalomba is doing and also what the rest of Sangha is doing because there are so many incredibly creative ideas and ways that, um, to express what, what we've worked on for the first two workshops. Yep, yep, yep. The first one being for we were tying our chitenge for ourselves and the second one was tying our chitenge for someone, so essentially giving mm-hmm. someone a hand with something. The one coming up this Sunday is I'm so with you, Virginia. I can't wait to hear what people come up with for this one. So the theme for this Sunday is tying our chitenge for something. So something in your environment. You know, I always, Sherry often uses that example of washing the car for the car. So taking care of something in our environment. So we have two hours to do whatever we want around that. And then the final theme is going to be... tying our chitenge for the project in Cantalomba. I was actually talking to Teresa today, Virginia, and I was teasing her saying, well, that one's going to be really easy for you guys <laughs> because all you do, all, everything you do all day long is for the project. But I'm really interested and yeah. fascinated to see what those of us on this side of the, of the Sangha will see for our two hours on that final Sunday. Oh, wow. Thanks for that foreshadowing. That's going to be really – yeah, I'm interested too because like last week – we had the, um, we were working, we were doing something for someone else and the idea was to do it in the privileged environment. So it's not like we were going to be working or talking with someone and the variety, the great variety of um, ideas that came up just blew me away. I mean, there are so many ways to be of support in life and remain in the privileged environment. I mean, it was just, it was really beautiful. It really was. It really was. Yeah. Wasn't the, I think the very first person star, or one of the early folks started us off talking about someone in her life 
who was experiencing a lot of loss or was going through a really hard time. And so it dropped in for her. She wanted to pick some of the beautiful roses in her backyard, bake something, and take it over as a surprise to this person. Yeah. You know, yeah. things like that that are so lovely, so heart-opening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone also described, you know, well, I don't want to go tell someone else's story, but like the other theme I think that came up in the second workshop that was really beautiful for me was that the the act of doing something for someone else, it's actually, I, there is no separation. So it's like I'm doing it for me. Like I feel the love of that while I'm doing it for someone else. And that was also my experience. Yeah, me too, Virginia. And you know what? You really just put your finger on, I think, what's so special about this campaign is, you know, one of the things that's happened. I mean, it, it's time for us to to turn our attention to creating the funds we need for the project again, for sure. And the exchange rate changed quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. The Quacha, the um, money in Zambia, appreciated. And so that shifted things, and so we needed to raise more money. And so I think you just put your finger right on it, which is that it's not about, okay, now we've got to go do something that's going to be hard, you know, but it's that mm-hmm. place of... Um, I receive so much in this process. And I think that's the thing that's so fun over and over and over every Bridgewalk season, right? Every time we turn our attention to this project or really do anything in Sangha, no matter how much it's, yes, we're, we're giving. I mean, certainly the, the team in Cantalombo would tell you a million times, thank you so much. But the more we give, the more we get. You know, we receive mm-hmm. so much in the process of coming together to do this. Absolutely. I mean, that was really my experience, too. And, and other people, I heard other people um, sharing this, too, that, that I didn't really expect, I wasn't expecting a lot, and yet just to, to show up, to be with Sanda, to, to follow the steps that, as we were instructed, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, especially with, we were recording and listening, we were having conversations with the mentor during each of the things that we were doing. And I realized, I think one of the big insights I had was that the turning to, to the mentor rather than unknowingly being in a conversation with conditioned mind, it really helped me to, it helps me ongoingly to um, realize how I'm being bamboozled. I just to start to see really how I am being bamboozled and taken away from, from this moment. Yes, exactly, because you see the contrast, right? So when we have an experience like that, where I mean, and a lot of people talked about exactly what you're pointing at, when we come together that way and we talk about our experience, it becomes so clear, oh, this is what it feels like to be present. This is what it feels like to do an activity from presence. It's effortless. It's beautiful. It's, it's, you know, heart opening. It's all those things. And that highlights for us, oh, so that other experience that's suffering. That's being in a conversation with conditioned mind. That's what I can choose not to do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or this is how I would ordinarily do it because I didn't realize mm-hmm. I was in a conversation. And then now there's like yeah. the, this freshness that comes in when we're practicing together as a sangha. Yeah. Well put. Well put. And thank you so much for being with us. And part of why we wanted to highlight it now instead of once it was all over is that there's still time for folks to jump in on the last two Sundays. So anyone who hasn't participated with us um, 
the registration for this coming Sunday is still open. It closes, I think, middle of the day on Friday. Um, and then, of course, the following Sunday is open as well. So um, all of that is on the website, and we'd love for everyone to join us. Cool. Thank you, Janet. Thanks a lot. I feel like I'm just getting Thank warmed you, up. I could say there's more to say. I know, so, exactly. I'm looking forward to Sunday. <laughs> Good. Stay warmed up. Stay warmed up, Virginia, because okay. we'll, we'll get to talk <laughs> more about it on Sunday. Thanks okay. so much Thank for being you. with us this afternoon. Uh-huh. All right. Gosh, Bye-bye. Gosh, and Michael, we'll turn the show over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Virginia. Good afternoon, and welcome to Open Air, and good afternoon, Ashwini. Hey, Michael. Hi there. I love that conversation. It reminded me of being in the workshop. It was great. It absolutely did. Can you hear me, Michael? Yes, I can. Okay. Yes, it was fantastic. I mean, this is just such a, a, a lovely uh, nuance on working meditation to really focus on attending to things with this particular lens and focus. And it was so wonderful to hear that conversation about what a delightful process it is to have that focus and then to do it with Sangha and be inspired in all of the creative ways in which uh, everyone is participating and doing projects. Yes, that's one of the things I love about the Africa Project is that it feels like there's just goodness in every direction. And, mm-hmm. you know, with our practice, I start with ending the suffering that I know in me. And as that frees up, then, the you know, the goodness wants to share with everyone. Yes, and it works both ways, right, Michael? So yes. it, it, we're so inspired by the project and the, yes. the good news from the project, the goodness of the folks. I mean, just listening to Teresa talk about uh, the ways in which the cooperative is taking two hours to attend to things and, and hearing about their lives inspires us in, in so many different ways. And then, you know, as we, as you said, as we give up the suffering that exists in our lives, it frees us up to be grateful and giving to everybody that we encounter, including those folks in Candelomba. Yes, yes. And when I heard Teresa's voice on the first workshop, I was, I was in shock. I was delighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always good to hear from her. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's such an inspiration. Yes, she is. Yeah, yes. And I have announcements here, Ashwini. Wonderful. Thanks, Michael. Sure. As we just heard from Jen and Virginia, join us this Sunday, October 31st, for the workshop Let's Tie Our Chitenge for Something, the third in a series of four workshops supporting Living Compassion Zambia. The workshops are a fun, engaging way to support the extraordinary work of transformation in Cantalomba. And if you're already meditating in the morning or wish to start, enjoy the extra support of meditating with Sangha with virtual meditation groups. The 30-minute conference call meditation sessions happen seven days a week. And for a complete schedule and for other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And the usual reminders, 
If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Ashwini today, press star six and then one, and conversation on one topic, please, and about five minutes would be great. Okay, Ashwini, I think we are ready here. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, uh, Ashwini and Michael. This is Kim calling from Vashon. Hi, hey, Kim. Kim. Um, I'm really grateful to be unmuted today because I am dealing with some really, really heavy content, mm-hmm. and I am wanting some practice guidance around it. Um, so my stepfather uh, shot himself today, and um, he's been not well, and we we are not sure if it was an accident or suicide, and I am making travel arrangements to go down to be with my mother, who is also having difficulties, you know, um, she's been taking care of him for a long time. He has been disabled. And I am just feeling a lot of feelings. Um, and the first is that I feel a lot of resistance to to leaving, even though I know that I have to. I don't want to go <laughs> right now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And have you had a chance to explore that, Kim? I mean, have you recorded... Uh, I haven't had a moment to record because I've been making mm-hmm. flight plans and talking on the phone and mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I just thought I would call in to have a little mm-hmm. guidance and some relief. Mhm. Yeah. 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 And that that the first first is to see that the and accept that there is an experience of resistance that you don't want to go. And so to explore that would be really, really helpful because it puts you in touch with what's going on for you around this. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's, as you said, it's difficult content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of, I project a shock, yeah. first of all. And, uh, you know, I don't know what your relationship with him was. Or, uh, mm-hmm. And I project that, that there's a, a level of experience with the relationship with your mom and, and what that might be for you when you go there. And so there's a, lot, there's a lot going on as a consequence of it. And so when something like this happens, we move into doing mode, right? Here, yeah. let me work out how to get there, what my, all the logistics <sighs> of it. And yeah. oftentimes there's no time or we don't make the time or we're not allowed to take the time to really get in touch with the emotional bombs that are going off subterranean, right? Yeah. And so you, you can't even, we can't even know what's really going on because we don't know what's going on. Everything, all the attention has gone into the logistics mm-hmm. and there's no room to, la- to, be, to, to get in touch with everything that's going on underneath. So it seems mm-hmm. like a kindness to just get clear about what's going on. It manifests as resistance. Yeah. But that's the ego reaction. It's not what's really going on. Or rather, you, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, um, the, the st- I, I mean, I, I <laughs> it's so funny because it's been, a weekend of kind of one thing after the next and today 
and and that's life. I realize that's life. And and today I kind of woke up with this. Well, maybe today there won't be like an epic that I have to deal with. And then you know, no, that's not the case. Or you know, and and I can get a little perspective and distance on you know because we're working on this with the year long of of that life contains it all, even my resistance and life is witnessing it all and I can appreciate and I can I can get a glimpse of that hello Ashwin sorry Kim can you hear me yeah now I can hear you yeah now I can yeah well well tying it into the assignment makes it a practice workshop because the assignment (sighs) is pointing to this right that life is uh, between Life and death is what we're suspended in. And as someone said this morning, everybody's on the same vine. <laughs> so yeah. uh, there's a way in which there's a context to be able to hold all of this. And the context is life is all of it. And so everything is okay from that context. And within that context, I can get in touch with what's going on in my process around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Including, I don't know yet. You know, I don't know what's going on for me around it. Well, there's a lot. I mean, the first thing was that I don't want to go, I don't want to leave. I'm, you know, I want to be at my home and and have, you know, there's an egotistical, you know, kind of, I just want to have my life and my my own life and I don't want to have to go. And, And then, of course, that's just resistance and it's not, it's not what the, what authenticity wants. Authenticity wants to you know, do what life is asking me to do, even though the resistance yes. is so strong to it and yes. the resistance, you know, yeah. so. Yes, and it's good to recognize that. <sighs> I mean, we all work mm-hmm. with that at some level, which is the egocentricity that that wants life to be the way it wants it to be. And it's mm-hmm. it's sort of something we all struggle with, Kim. I certainly struggle with it all the mm-hmm. time. And that that recognition that, only ego wants life to be the way it wants it to go. But mm-hmm. what authenticity does is say yes to how life unfolds. And yes. the beauty of your practice training is you don't care what egocentricity is, is going to do because you've mm-hmm. trained to let it, let, it want, let it have its preferences and show up and say yes, say yes anyway, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you didn't stop making those uh, lo- logistics and all of those arrangements to get there. So despite mm-hmm. the resistance, you're going to show up for the situation because that's what life wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what life wants me to do. Even if the initial, even if the embarrassing initial response is, are you kidding me? Not right now. Could it just be like in a mm-hmm. couple of weeks or something, you know, and yeah. Yeah. just well, not and now. You don't have to be embarrassed. That's right. right. Exactly. Right. Uh, or, or if you've been through a lot, as you said, you have been yeah. one thing after the next. It's like, yeah. don't ask me to participate in the ne- next epic. Right. Uh, when I haven't had any downtime for myself, I just want not to have to deal with what, all the things that are going on. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. I might have a chance. Yeah. To... And, and Kim, there is that place of, being with the human being, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a way in which, of, of course, if, if, if you've been dealing with a lot of things and juggling with everything and showing up for life and showing up for people, 
and mm-hmm. uh, there is resistance, the likelihood when you explore it, you might, you might, you know, Kim might need the wisdom, love, and compassion to say, Kim, you're doing a great job. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry you can't put your foot up, feet up, and have a cup <laughs> of tea, and that you have to get on a plane tomorrow morning and go. Yeah. But yeah. I hear you. I see your effort, and mm-hmm. there's somebody with you in this process, and you're included, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Because the, I was just looking at it this morning. The egocentricity requires us to give, 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 and not give to ourselves in the guise right. of doing. And so right. there we go. I recognize mm-hmm. that perhaps uh, of a little attention is necessary for the human being going through this experience this difficulty mm-hmm. of a series of tasks that she has to show up for mm-hmm. i think she's a wonderful person and in doing all of this and so let's let's give her some attention as she embarks on this journey mm-hmm. thank you that's uh, i'll listen to this again it's it's really supportive so thank you Yes, and that two-handed recording, Kim, right? Just to mm-hmm. just to allow her to express what's going on for her, to explore her res- the what is hiding behind resistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you so much. And again, I'm really grateful to be able to have have this moment. <laughs> so, thanks, Kim. And thanks this for practice. calling in. That's and cr- this practice. Yes. Yeah. 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 That when we need support, we reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Gasho. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Kim. Ashwini, what I loved about that conversation is something big happens and Kim calls in to open air, to practice with it. it it's amazing. The training that mm-hmm. we get to turn to practice when life is challenging. It's fabulous. Yes. Yes, and it makes us religious that she got unmuted. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. Great. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Hey, Margaret. Hi. Um, Well, I just, I wanted to call in because I feel like um, the Tired Chichenge workshops and really every workshop we are doing now and have done in the past is just a way that um, I get to be with Sangha in a way that the voices would never, um, would never have acknowledged before that that, and, and even now that they want to do that <laughs> because that's, that's conditioning. They, they never say that, but I know in my heart that I want, I want the support of whatever I'm going to see in that experience with Sangha, with working with myself and then working together with Sangha. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure I'm following, Margaret, that what, you're, what, is, what is different now is that there's the ability to participate in these workshops with Sangha in a way that you weren't allowed to before. Even if the voices don't explicitly say that to you, you find yourself being able to be there and participate in a different way. Yes, and and before, if I go way back just briefly, they would always say, 
Oh, let's see. You've already done a work a working meditation workshop. <laughs> you don't need to do that again. <laughs> um, Got it. And and then I, you know, I sort of have a a rule a rule in a way that no, we don't listen to those voices when we're going to. We just sign up for everything we can, everything we possibly mm-hmm. yeah. can with sangha because that's what really supports me and and that's I guess what was. <clears throat> the inspiration to call was that just to um, to be reminded of it and to share that because it wasn't my original experience that every time I work with Sangha on a project, like the first project um, in this, in this Tyre Chichenge series, I didn't, I didn't really think I was going to complete it, but I also didn't, I, it was, it was a wonderful surprise that, even though I didn't complete it with Sangha at the time, I still completed it with Sangha later as I finished it because it was a, a somewhat more extensive project. And the same thing is happening with the project that I took on for the one that I w- was sharing with others or another person mm-hmm. that I did for them. And I'm like still, still being supported by Sangha for that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just Sangha's mm-hmm. always... And I'm I'm just so grateful for practice and these wonderful practice experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that there is the, there is a, a way by which even if you didn't complete the project, if I'm in following within the time allotted during the workshop, because it's a it's something that you're doing for that for the folks in Cantalomba and for yourself in some way, it's possible for you to complete it. And that would not never have happened before. There's a there's a way in which the support extends beyond the time frame of the workshop. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Through practice, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm just really grateful for that, and and everything we do in practice because um, it keeps me coming back to. Wanting to be alive and present here now. Yeah, for yeah. the yeah, it absolutely keeps you coming back to, to want. It keeps you coming back to being here now for this, right? Because yes. here now for this is a new moment, and we a voice that says you've done a working meditation workshop before is no longer able to get you because that's not the point. The point is to be here now for this, where every moment is a new moment. And every workshop is so fun too. I don't think mm-hmm. I mentioned that, mm-hmm. but they're all. They, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's fun for me, and it's just fun to be with in that in that way of being with Sangha, working on something. Yes. So yes, I'm. I love that because because there are background issues, you know, like pain and and other things going on in my life that I could, um, you know, let take over let conditioning take over and and I'm not doing that for the most part <laughs> um, and it's it's thing I, I think it's these great workshops and practice it's just um, I, I, I just can't say how grateful I am for practice <laughs> we can't and we can always try <laughs> yeah. so yeah so thank you Shashwini thank you practice <laughs> yeah, Sangha. Happy. 
All right. Go show. Thanks for joining us, Margaret. And I love that commitment to practice, Ashwini, and signing up for everything I possibly can. And uh, I love that. That's what I do also. And uh, it makes me very happy. Yeah. Well, we get it, right, Michael? That's, I mean, that is really our practice, is to practice. Yes. Yes. And the benefits yeah. just keep coming in if we keep doing it. Yes. Yes, I do. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is uh, Vanessa in North Carolina. Hi, Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa. Hi, Michael. Hi, Ashwini. Um, hmm, let's see. Well, let's see. Oh, well, one, th- one thing that I've been... Um, that I've been practicing with um, is um, like when I notice that when I become aware that I am, you know, with, that my attention is on the conversation, um, I it dropped in to say um, what you think is happening is not what's happening, and um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that seems so clear to me, like what that does. But I guess when I hear that, um, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm up in conditioned mind, and conditioned mind has all these stories about like what it means, or even even what I'm doing. Like I think I'm doing something, like whatever it is, but really I don't actually know what I'm doing. I'm just doing the thing. Like I don't know what the effect could be, or or really why, or, you know, any of it. And so it's just like this sort of amazing um, thing where I feel so much lighter and I come to presence and I sort of open my eyes again and sort of look up and look around like, oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And isn't this wonderful? Uh Yeah. Yeah, it is really our training process. Right, Vanessa, because what all, all we're ever attempting to do is to get back here. And mm-hmm. so we're training ourselves to get back here when we're gone. And so that is sort of like a mantra training, right? So whenever you're in the conversation, there's been a, a, a process training for you to be able to have awareness register the fact that you don't know what's going on here. And that it's, a, it's really true. When we're up in conditioned mind, it's all projected from conditioning, from past, from the memory, from beliefs and assumptions, and from our conditioning. And so there's a, a way in which you, we come back to here and go, wait a second, that's true. I'm here. And wow, right? What a difference to be here for how the world is rather than be caught in that conditioning process where we think we know where we are, but we absolutely don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and what um, what sort of dropped in around that was the, I think it was a conversation today on the radio show, something around, well, what I saw through that conversation was when I started practice, I, I think I, um, and maybe until just recently, I don't really know, um, 
I thought that, and sometimes Jerry talks about this, that practice is not to make you like the perfect ego, the perfect egocentric mm-hmm. person. And I think that there was, um, I guess ego was, was, I thought that's what I was doing, that somehow if I, I would be this perfect Zen person and have the perfect reaction to everything and always be calm and blah, blah, blah. And um, I feel like with, maybe with this practice and just like, I, I'm just getting like that's not it at all. That in fact, there's like this whole different way of 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 being that looks ex- maybe looks exactly the same, but it's completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's the same process you're talking to us about. When we're in conditioned mind, we actually don't know what anything is, and we've got mm-hmm. to get out of conditioned mind to find out how things truly are. And that's the same process around uh, practice. That when we start practice. You know, it's it's very natural that conditioned mind interprets practice for us, and so then there is a perfect uh, Zen student template that you're you're trying to achieve this perfect ego, right? Because that's what ego does; it, it mm-hmm. makes it an object, and there's a right way to be, and all of what you're doing must match that standard. And usually, you're not doing that, and therefore you need to try harder or feel bad or whatever it tells us. Mm-hmm. And we realize, wait, wait a second, if I get out of conditioned mind and I hear what practice is encouraging me to do, it's not to be the perfect person in that ego sense, but to discover the perfection that I already am. It's a completely mm-hmm. different orientation, mm-hmm. and it's that difference between what and how, right? Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. Is, looks the same, but it is different, and the way it's different is the how of it, where yeah. I come from how I am, just be who I am. And so, so, the, so life, life has such a um, different way of framing everything from its perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I still, I, I still get, so the, the other thing that I sort of get caught on is I, I find myself, and I, I guess this is just something just, to not do, <laughs> really, is I look around and I see other people. I'm like, well, they all look fine, you know. Mm. How come I have to do this thing that is so seems so different, you know? They 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 seem fine, but I just think I just think that's a thing not to do because no, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, same thing, right? That's your that's yep. your practice place of coming to. I need I if if. I'm, I'm in conditioned mind, and therefore I need to come back to life. I just need to remember that in conditioned mind, what is so is not, I mean, we never know what yeah. is true. Right. It's never, I never know what's true. And you can see, right, that process of comparison is a conditioned process. It's yeah. a projection of ego. The only consequences, consequence of that is to make you suffer, yeah. to make you feel bad. Okay, all the clues of a conditioned process are, are right there. <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> yeah, redirect yeah. the attention, get back here, and bingo. I'm yeah. back where the truth is what I'm present to. Yeah. 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 How it is. And, yeah. And it's so, it's just a miracle. It's just, it's just a miracle that... Um, you know that something you know drew me to practice, and that 
the practitioner keeps showing up and doing whatever it is and um yeah there's just more and more of that time in or mm. in my life you know that awareness i guess mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. it's it, it's it's uh I, I think we're hearing a theme in these calls you show up you keep showing up the transformation happens and then you you can witness the transformation and be absolutely awed and grateful that it uh, for the miracle of that yeah 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 which is yeah, and even when even when condition sorry even when conditioning says it's not happening then i can always turn to well you don't know what's happening. Don't know. Exactly. <laughs> you don't know. Exactly. You don't know. You don't know. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but I'm a lot happier without consulting you, I'll tell you that much. Yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Gosh, Thanks, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us, Vanessa. And another fabulous conversation, Ashwini. It's a it's a tremendous privilege mm-hmm. to be here for this. Mm-hmm. It really is. And Ashwini, we are going to take a break here and hear from our sponsor, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. What if you lived with your soul as your pilot? What skies would you fly? How wide would you? great song by Trish Bruxford Culligan invites us to give voice to our hearts. Simply Celebrate offers you a variety of ways to express your heart, and one of those is by celebrating the people you love. Our one-of-a-kind customized celebration books are like magic mirrors that reflect all of the laughter, adventures, and delight that friends and family share. Clients tell us that this is the best gift ever. Give voice to your heart and give a gift of love that lasts a lifetime. Visit simplycelebrate.net and turn ordinary days into an extraordinary life. Welcome back to Open Air, and we have another caller here, Ashwini. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? It's Laura from San Diego. Hi, Laura. Hey, Laura. Hey. So um, another example of um, I generally work on Tuesday nights and I had a cancellation and at 5.01 I was able to hop on the call and it just it just kind of I was imagining myself kind of walking into the meditation hall and just kind of just uh, relaxing and taking a deep breath and um, mm-hmm. it was just yeah just it's just nice to be here. Um, yes it is. Mm. It really is. Here in the in the sense of presence, both yes. metaphorically and literally, right, Laura? Exactly. Here in the radio show, in the presence of Sangha, in the in the environment that we still resonate with and brings us back to our sense to our sense of ourselves, mm-hmm. as well as uh, you know, here in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what I've been working, kind of practicing with lately, is um, this. 
process of like always feeling behind and um, and and just noticing of course that's how ego frames it and I'm in this kind of place in, in life right now where I'm just not able to do everything I normally am able to do and um, and just watching how ego is trying to torment me around that and just really practicing with like no standards and unconditional love and um, it's not easy it's and it just feels really important to just be it's right it's not supposed to be easy right it's just it's just being like okay here we are practicing with it moment by moment by moment by moment and would you say Laura that it's not easy for the identity yes Right? That's what's yeah. uncomfortable with the whole process because I project the process is a list that's way longer than it's possible. The comparison about, I mean, that it's, it, 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 if we were looking to life to say, what, am I, what can I attend to now? Life is never going to give you a list that hmm. is more than what can be attended to. So it's hmm. a setup from the very beginning, right? Yeah. Just because you could do something before or you think you could do something before, it's so not material to what is possible now, right? Mm. I mean, that itself, I mean, just, just saying that aloud, it's absurd. So I could, I could run a marathon <laughs> six years ago when I was trained up for it, and now you expect me to run 26 miles and be, mm. because I could do it six years ago? Well, I haven't trained for it. <laughs> I can't run 26 miles. That's a fact. Because that's the, rele- that's the only fact that's relevant today. So why hold me yeah. up to a standard that makes no sense? But we don't question that, right? So there you, you just said it. I am not able, for whatever reason, there's a recognition of the capacity is, is this big right now. So let me see what I can do with that capacity. Rather than say, if I were the right person, my capacity should be what it was before and I'm not doing all of those things and therefore there's something wrong with me. But surrendering to how it is, it's very much the assignment from this week's focus. Yes. Get here for life as it is. This is what I can attend to. I will attend to it and do my best about what it's possible for me to attend to and ignore a conversation that's trying to make me live either for an imaginary standard or an imaginary path which is not relevant for the moment. Yeah, well said. Well said. Yes, thank you. That was very, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I look forward to listening back to this because there's this place around, like I didn't, like even getting on the call today because I, I finished um, a meeting at, you know, five, five o'clock and so dial right in and, and ego was right there. It's like, well, you, you weren't on, I didn't get to hear the beginning. The really cool thing that I got to experience with it so concretely was it tonight. It didn't feel like a problem at all. I was just, just, I literally had that image of kind of, you know, just, I literally had the image of like driving up the road and then, you know, walking off, taking off, you know, socks, putting on the new socks and coming into the meditation hall and like, I'm here. It doesn't, right. It's And, and, um, and I haven't been practicing with that same, I feel like I've been in this, um, in, I've been more in the identification 
catching the identification rather than that experience I had tonight of, I'm just glad I'm here now. Mm-hmm. And so I really yeah, appreciate right. the reflection back because I, I, I mm-hmm. got to see that distinction. Yes, that, and that's how we learn, right? We mm-hmm. get to see the distinction. Because if I told you about the distinction and you didn't yeah. have your experience, it wouldn't be yours, <laughs> right? And so there, there we go. We're always grateful because we're always being trained. And we're trained to see what we're ready to see. And so now you have that experience of, wait a second, it is possible to be present to the moment. It's Mm -hmm. also possible to notice the conversation that says, oh, you know, you've missed something. What's the point Mm -hmm. of showing up at 501? Mm -hmm. But that's very much, it's it's the conversation we were having with Vanessa. I noticed (laughs) that the conversation is about the past. It's about, it, it, it doesn't know. I'm here, the, the only thing in this moment without that conversation is I'm here now for the radio show at this moment. What happened before, you could not have been present to. Only a voice says it's possible for you to be present. You, you should have done that. Well, no, I couldn't have because I didn't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I, I feel like the, I really want to practice with that, like, you know, just that deep breath of, you know, of gratitude of I'm here now. Yes, that's, I'm that's, here now. Yeah. 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 Even if, even that noticing that I'm noticing the identification, but I'm still in the identification is such uh-huh. a powerful insight. Yeah. Right? Because, because really, how do you know that unless you were present? So you mm. are present to what's going on, but the reframe is always that you're not. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Now yeah. you can just go to, well, I noticed the identification. Now I'm here. Yep. I'm here yep. now for this. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. behind. Hmm. It's the conversation that's always behind the moment. Yeah. And not the other piece I've been really watching is not turning to the sensations in the body for which is another version of um, going to conditioned mind because the sensations are often vibrating from the story in conditioned mind and I want to feel I want to feel a certain way and if I can just stay with the reassurance the body mm-hmm. will catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very subtle difference uh-huh. that, uh, that, that, well, it's, a, it's not just a subtle difference, but it's also such a, um, uh, it, it experientially you recognize that if I move to the sensations within quote, I'm actually mm. not moving to the sensations. I'm moving to the feelings, associ- I mean, the story associated to the mm. sensations. Yes, which is which is signaling to me that I'm I'm uncomfortable and this is not the experience I want to be having, and so there's a redirect to the reassurance. And if I'm completely present to the reassurance, then I'm present to what the resonance to that is at every level of every level, right? Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for and it's, it's really every... good to pay that level of attention in order to redirect the attention, right? Because what you're yes. noticing is redirecting the attention to, within quotes, the sensations really just takes me back to conditioned mind. Yes. So that's not the direction of attention. The direction of attention has to be with the wisdom, love, and compassion and allow myself to settle into that. And it seems like the body catches up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yes. Well, and, the, and, and it feels like right, the body is right there when you're there, right? It's one of the reasons why we turn to the body because it's never, ever in conditioned mind. Right, right. Yes. I really appreciate the, re- the, the reflection around when the sensations are cueing me, it's almost like ego's using sensations as a way to, again, try and keep me in the story. Right. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, we, the, it's when you're it's in, in the book and when you're falling die that Cherry talked about, it's like fox in a washer. Yeah, the story can trigger the sensations or the sensations can trigger, trigger the story and it's one package deal. And yep. if they're doing it really rapidly, you mm. don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which comes first. And so best redirect the attention to what firmly returns you to the present moment, which is the reassurance. Yeah. 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 So thank you for always being here open air on Tuesday night. So just a uh, yeah. Deepka show. You too, Laura. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us, Laura. And two things dropped in for me during that conversation, Ashwini. Really the joy of having no standards and uh, the freedom of no standards. And also that we're always being trained. Um, whether I'm aware of, aware of it or not, and mm-hmm. I'm either training conditioning or I'm training in awareness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. That, yeah, that is what we say in practice. We're always practicing something. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? This is Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hey, Tracy. <laughs> when you said our next caller, I heard a voice that was like, I hope it's not me. <laughs> and I put myself in the queue because um, conditioning really doesn't want to talk. <laughs> so I'm like, perfect. No, I'm going to put myself in the queue. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what does ego not want you to say? Well, it's so interesting. You know, this call's been super powerful. Um, yeah, really, really just hitting, like hitting home and, and, part, and just, yeah, around the sensations and story. And I called in um, a few months ago and just, um, so ca- karma to me, it seems like the really big karma for me is around relationship. And I had been in a relationship um, for some years with someone, and it just brought, it was like the ultimate karmic relationship, um, challenging in a multiple levels, um, and also, you know, could see like the good person. But it, it, it just, it was just a it was just very, um, yeah, triggering karmic relationship. And I asked for some time apart and got, you know, some clarity on my part of the process. And we're just engaging in conversation again. And and I'm noticing just sensations welling up that are based on the past and my heart really wants to be with this person in a present time way. Um, 
and then I just noticed the story around, you know, their story of like, well, there's got to be a choice here and practice says there are no choices. It's just how we are with things, blah, 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 blah. And so, um, yeah, and I just noticed like the sensations when I'm with him or thinking about being with him are based on the past and not really, um, are not really, you know, live time sensations. And so I just, Uh I'm just calling about that and karma and the choiceless choice. Uh Uh-huh. Well, (laughs) so let me get, get a clarifying, ask you a clarifying question, Tracy. Are you saying that you're aware that the story is going at the sensation level when you're with this person? Um, the story isn't actually going on at the sensation level when I'm with this person. It happens before. Uh-huh. So that there, there is a conversation happening, and you're aware that the conversation is happening. And that, that, that conversation is producing sensations in the body. Exactly. Like if I, if I get a text from him saying, you know, do you... You know, are you available to get together tomorrow? I notice that, oh, you know, that those sensations. Mm-hmm. And then um, then when I actually... And so have you recorded about it? And, and what, what, is, what is going on when you get the text? Like, do you, have you explored that with the recorder? I have. So I, I've done a lot of recording around it. And I usually, or I, I hear from... Um, I hear from there's there's like an aspect that's just afraid of you know feeling stuck and afraid of um, you know being in a relationship that's um, you know the the story is you know like dull boring more conditioned mind and it's not curious and engaging and you know the, the story the you know experiencer is afraid of the um, the divisiveness that I experienced with the family. So there's just, there's a lot of fear of the past, like what's happened in the past. Uh-huh. And as you, just exploring this a little bit, right, Tracy? I mean, so, so we can get caught in, okay, I have a karma. Uh, the only way to, to, to transcend the karma is to, uh, is to face it, Right. And that yep. gets confused with sticking in the circumstances as a way to face it. But the karma is really who you are in the circumstances, not the circumstances. So, the, so one, one way to look at it is to explore the confusion around that. Um, possibly is, so, so you, I heard you say your heart wants to be present with this person rather than be reactive from the past. And so... Yeah. Uh, is that is that clarity or that karma? Oh, you mean is that desire clarity or karma? Right. I mean, we also say right that uh, intelligence is extremely intelligent, and insight needs experience. So, is this still small voice uh, telling you? What, is, what, what would make you happy? Or 
uh, is there something else controlling the program to say, well, show up and be present, and that's the way you're facing your karma? Yeah, I think it's, I'm getting told to show up and face your karma and to just be present with it, and that's the way to face the karma. Right. Well, we want to be here now for this, but when that gets confused with this means be in the relationship or this means exit the relationship because that's the way you're going to be here now for this to escape the karma, we might be a little bit suspicious and want to get some clarity around that, right? Yeah. Because life's not a contest. It's not going to put you in suffering places all the time and say, okay, well, you know, you're here to transcend your karma, so suffer. Yeah. Oh, and I, of course, I'm like, I can tell I've gone into my mind right now because I'm, I'm, I've backed myself into this corner of like, oh my gosh, I don't, like, I don't get it again. So like, and, mm-hmm. and right. so there, well, and there that, comes that. right, go ahead. And there comes right to the big karma of, you know, this I've been facing all my life of, oh my God, I got to figure out how to get it. So I can be okay and just like there's a there's a um, like a you know I think think that I don't have a I, like, there's the karma is always trying to figure out what I need to do to make everything okay instead of having any muscles built around um, yeah just yes. So so a couple of things about that, Tracy, right? First of all, that's wonderful to watch the attention move to conditioned mind and to be aware that that's what's happening, right? So you've practiced with this enough to know the mind is attempting to grasp it, trying to figure it out, trying to get it because there's a right answer to get and then everything will be okay and you'll be okay. So you know that karmic process and you're watching it happen. So there, it's, it's interesting there that um, when you're here, so something just went through. Remember. So when you're here, the, the, the way you describe the karma is, in, I have to be, this is what I have to do. I have to figure out what I need to do in order to be okay. That is the karmic place. But what right. if you're just okay, Right. You don't have to figure anything out. You don't have to figure this relationship out. You are okay. That might be the transcendence of the karma because the karma is always you're okay if. If you start from the presumption you're okay regardless, then you're you're in a much different position to be able to be present to what the voice is telling you that might be the next step. Yeah. That the transcending of the karma might be present to life and yourself and the okayness of it all. And that period, end of the sentence. Yeah. And not that, that it has to be a... Um, 
And I know you've, I've listened to a lot of other discussions around the choice. The choice is really only on how I am being. Um, and it, it also feels like there's a, you know, there's, and this is where I think in practice, like that there's can again another layer of confusion. This other layer is, you know, life makes the choices, and we just have to, you know, choose, we just can decide how we're going to be with them, you know. But and yet, um, when a person reaches out to get together, I can say yes or no, and so I guess whether I say yes or no, my practice needs to be to be okay with whatever that choice is. Well, to be with Tracy, whatever that choice is. Yes. Right? Uh, meaning yeah. that there's a way in which the difference could be if, if the karma is to leave her in order to be with someone else to take care of them, because that's the only way for you to, for ego to feel okay, because the karma is being perpetuated, then the 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 transcendence is simply whatever happens the choice is not to leave tracy what what yeah. what what is it that she is she's okay regardless and what does she feel good about doing for herself not taking care of the other person and i'm not maybe yeah. i'm not saying it the right way but the point being that See, the, the, the confusion, and actually there's a music article coming out about this, but the confusion is the karma is your circumstance. So it's the karma is in the relationship. But the karma, karma is the mixture of beliefs, assumptions, memories, all of the stuff that is you that has a conditioned reaction to the circumstance. So you can move from relationship to relationship, but if you, within quotes, are the same in every relationship, the karma is not transcended. Yeah. If you can be different in the relationship, in the sense of being here now in, lo- in loving kindness, compassion, and, un- and find the unconditional in that moment, then you're different. Then you're not going with the karma. Yeah, and the part that you kind of hit on that is... Um, yeah, just just hearing that the karma is the circumstances that I'm okay regardless of what's going on. I can be with Tracy regardless of what's going on, um, knowing that I'm okay or that everything's okay and I don't need to, like, leave presence to attend to someone else or take care of some other need or um yeah because yeah and this is where like you were talking to kim because i definitely see where there's karma around um like i'm always showing up like i just would always show up for this person and that you know regardless of being tired at all because I'm like well that's life that's life showing up like this is this is the need yeah. that's showing yeah. up and and so yes. there was a yeah well if I'm tracking what you're saying right Tracy that's where ego ego masquerading as life or ego masquerading as the mentor 
is a yeah. hard place to catch on to, but a place where we yeah. want to play, pay such close attention, right? Because okay. our goodness is often hijacked in order to show up for somebody because that's what the right good person would do. We're never yeah. allowed to, to explore perhaps what would be the non-karmic thing to do perhaps would be to explore not showing up and seeing, where, seeing what we see about that. Yeah. Because, because the conditioned voice is going to say you have to say yes to everything in life, and you do. So yes to the opportunity to transcend the karma. Okay. And Chani, I know we're at the time, but and and the the um self hate masquerading as ego or um or you know, just this whole karma. Any other is there is there another hint? Is there Well Is it just I, the conversation? Just look just wait for the conversation. Because yes. Well, life, if you're not life, allowed to choose yourself, that would be self-hating. And I don't mean you in the ego sense, right? There's a, there's yeah. a clarity that says, you know, what, what's best for all in this relationship is if, if I'm never allowed to choose that, and if that doesn't include you, that's self-hating. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that before. Just that best for all has to include this 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 heart too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, good. Well, I look forward to this being posted, and I'm really thankful I got unmuted. Um, it just feels like there's a lot of space and practice when I'm not up against this relational issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever it kind of comes back again, I know it's still there. And I, 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 I really am committed to move, just being with it in an unconditional way and not going into, um, you know, separating patterns. And I, 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 I just care a lot about everyone. So I appreciate the, 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 yeah, I appreciate getting unmuted. Thank you, Ashwini. Thanks, Tracy. Just don't forget to include her, the separation from okay. her. Okay. I, I will put that at the top. <laughs> I know that one I know that one well. I, yeah. I know what that feels like. Good. All right. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Tracy. And uh, another amazing conversation, Ashwini. And uh, it's been a, a fabulous show tonight. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Ashwini. Go happy. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Go happy. Go happy.